ফুসিনাহ صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ادرو شيء قال له اللهم صل وسلم respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه was like a protective shield for the believers Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab was like a protective shield for the believers a brilliant politician and also a very wise administrator it is said that once he was in the company of sahaba kiram ajma'in and he looked at hazrat huzaifa ibn yaman and said to him oh huzaifa tell me about the ahadith which you have heard from rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam on the subject of fitan trials and tribulation hazrat huzaifa radiyallahu ta'ala an was a specialist on the subject of those ahadith which are related to trials and tribulations Hazrat Huzaifa radiyallahu ta'ala an looked at Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Umar said to him Huzaifa mention to me those ahadith in which Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that the fitan the trials and tribulation will come to my ummah like the waves of the ocean like the waves of the ocean one after another hazrat huzaifa radiyallahu ta'ala an looked down and then he looked up again at hazrat umar and said to him amirul mu'minin why does it concern you what do you want to know about the ahadith of fitan because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed a closed gate a barrier between you and the fitan because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put a closed gate between you and the fitan the trials and tribulation so you have sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab here and you have all the fitan here but it is blocked because of a barrier because of a closed gate when hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an heard this he said to huzaifa Well, Huzaifa, then tell me one thing. Will this gate be broken into or will it be opened? 
and Hazrat Huzaifa said to Amin al-Mu'minin Umar ibn al-Khattab that this gate will be broken into Hazrat Umar said to Huzaifa then until the day of Qiyamah the doors of Fitan will never shut it will open up completely for the Ummah Subhanallah some of the Tabi'een that were sitting in that gathering they said to Hazrat Huzaifa in fact rather they said to Masruq who was a senior member of the Tabi'een group and they said to Masruq why don't you ask Hazrat Huzaifa who that gate was and so Hazrat Masruq asked Hazrat Huzaifa can you tell us who that gate was Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala and said that this gate was Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and so Hazrat Masruq said to Hazrat Huzaifa did Hazrat Umar know that this gate was no one but himself so Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala and said without a doubt Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala knew that this barrier and gate is none but Umar ibn al-Khattab himself he was a man who was preventing all of the fitan from entering into the Arabian Peninsula and that is why you will find that after the death of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab all of the main fitan started whilst he was alive everything was in control Allahu Akbar Again, there was this, there is this very subtle indication, a basharat, a prophecy, glad tidings given to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. And he knew that well, he knew it exactly. That is why he said, will this door be open or will it be broke open? So they said that it will be broken into, that meant that Amir al-Mu'minin Umar ibn al-Khattab will become a shaheed. He will be given that maqam of martyrdom. He will become a shaheed. So Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala knew that. There have been many, many incidents uh, in the lives of the companions whereby Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given either collectively basharat glad tidings to a group of people or even individuals. Uh, it is said that once Sayyidina uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, with Abu Bakr Siddiq and Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam they climbed the mountain of Uhud they were on the mountain of Uhud and all of a sudden the mountain started to shake Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam lifted up his auspicious leg and pounced it very strongly on the mount of Uhud and said alaykum bis sakina alaykum bis sakina be firm, be firm you don't need to shake why? on top of you is a Nabi and a Siddiq Shahidan and then he said you have two Shaheed on you you have one Nabi, you have one Siddiq and you have two Shaheed who are the two Shaheed? Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and also Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala some of the glad tidings given to the companions ulama have also mentioned during the last hajj of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, before departing to Madinatul Munawwara the last few days of hajj are spent in Mina 
Now before departing for Madinatul Munawwara It is said that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an Went to an area called Abtah And he stopped there For a few hours Some of the Mu'arikheen have mentioned What he did is that He gathered the sand that was there And he put his cloak on it And sat there for a while And then lifted up his hands And he made a dua And he said Ya Allah Umar has become very old now Umar has become very very weak And now the people in my care Are scattered all around Ya Allah my wish now is to come to you My wish now is to come to you This was again the dua of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala Ulama have mentioned the very last dua in his last hajj The very famous dua of course of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Which we have mentioned many times previously And all of the books of seer have also mentioned and recorded his dua He would often lift up his hands and make a dua Allahumma rzukni shahadatan fi sabilik Waj'al mawti fi baladi habibik O Allah give me shahadat in your path Allah let me die for your cause So I become shaheed in the path of Allah And with that he would combine another dua He would say Ya Allah I also want to die in the city of your beloved Nabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now if you look at the two dua Subhanallah One would imagine it would be very very difficult If he died in the city of Medina Then how would he attain shahadat If he would attain shahadat How is it possible for him to die in the city of Medina These are the questions And Hazrat Umar himself would wonder That how is it possible Why he was living in Medina to Munawwara That is where the capital of Islam was That is where Darul Khilafah was Hazrat Umar was there in Madinatul Munawwara How can he became, become a shaheed A mu'adikhin have written here A very important lesson They say that From the dua of Hazrat Umar ta'ala an, We need to take one very important lesson That nothing is impossible for Allah Of course Nothing is impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the problem with human beings is that we look at everything with that humanistic eye, in that humanistic avenue. We are insan. But when you want to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask Him for everything. Don't think that this is not possible perhaps. Everything is possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything is possible. Subhanallah. I was listening to a bayan of this very famous muhaddis And in his bayan he said One must even make dua that Allah make me Imam Muhammad Mahdi Make me Imam Muhammad Mahdi Make me Mahdi Because the name of Imam Mahdi is Muhammad So make me Mahdi Nothing is difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So ask for everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is one very important lesson that we learn from the dua of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Subhanallah, that is the difference between Khaliq and Makhluk, the creator and the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The difference is that when you ask Makhluk, he turns his face away from you. You can uh, 
test your very close friend. Go to him once and say to him, Bye, you know what? Can you borrow me a hundred pounds? And he look at you first. You see, when it comes to money, you know, friendship disappears very quickly. Everybody loves money. And so you go to him and, and ask him, Look, can I have a hundred pounds? So, all right, bye. If you're lucky, you'll get a hundred pounds. After two months, go back to him, bye, you know, do me a favor, can you borrow me a hundred pounds? Okay, bye. No. Good friend, Chaloji, give him another hundred pounds. Go to him the third time and say to him, bye, can you borrow me some money? And you know what? He will delete your name from his phone diary. He won't want to know you. What is this man? Continuously asking from me. That is the fundamental difference between Khalik and Makhluk. If you ask Makhluk, he gets angry. But if you continuously ask Khalik, he gets happy. The more you ask him, the more close you get to Allah. In fact, in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it is mentioned, مَن لَمْ يَسْأَلِ اللَّهِ يَغْضَبْ If you don't ask Allah, he gets angry. So continuously ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever you want. And just today, uh, in our Jummah khutbah, I mentioned some of the verses of the Qur'an with regards to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. In three ayats of the Qur'an, all three have a, a very powerful dua. One of the most important dua of the Qur'an is mentioned in Surah Al-Qasas. He starts off by saying, Rabbi najjini min al-qawmi zalimin Asa Rabbi an yahdiyani sawa as-sabeel. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. Min khayrin faqeer. Subhanallah. This is the quality, the attributes of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. So what we need to do first is to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the sunnah of Anbiya alayhimu salam and the sunnah of also the companions. Therefore we find Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an making this dua. Allahumma zukni shahadatan fi sabilik waj'al mawti fi baladi. It is a great honor to die in the city of Madinatul Munawwara. Subhanallah And to be buried in Jannatul Baqi. 10,000 companions according to Imam Malik. 10,000 companions are resting in Jannatul Baqi. That cemetery for which Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would wake up in the night and make dua for them. Subhanallah Ulama have also mentioned as we go towards uh, the last stage of the life of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, it is quite difficult. In fact, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, seerah is so captivating and refreshing that every time you take the name of Umar, it is like as if the level of iman is increasing all the time. So beautiful. You don't want to end the seerah of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala Ulama have mentioned that whenever, or should I say before the demise of a pious person, generally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows individuals dreams uh, of that individual who is to pass away, and that is the sign of acceptance. Many a times, before a pious person is to expire, before he dies, somebody sees a dream. And he will say, this is what I have seen, this is what I have seen, this is what I have seen. Yeah. And many dreams have been recorded for Sayyidina 
Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala before his demise individuals senior companions in fact subhanallah alazim the maqam of sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an was so high that rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had seen umar ibn al-khattab in his dreams also we mentioned about the palace of hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an and if you study the ahadith of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam many ahadith are mentioned on the subject of dream one sahabi whose name is Auf bin Malik radiyallahu ta'ala an it is during the khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an that in the night he sees a dream in his dream he is shown that a rope from the heavens is hanging down and many are stretching towards it trying to get hold of that rope Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab is the tallest man there three cubits tall three cubits tall taller than anyone there and so very easily he touches the rope and he is holding the rope so Auf bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala an in his dream turns around and he is saying to the people around and some of the angels that were there in his dream that why is Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an so tall why is it so easy for him to hold the rope? And some of the malaika, the angels said, responded to Auf bin Malik, they said, because Umar is the vicegerent, the Khalifa of Allah on earth. And because Umar does not fear the blame of any of the blamers. He does not fear the blame of any of the blamers. Laumatalaim. And the, the angels said to Auf bin Malik that also Umar ibn al-Khattab will become shaheed. He is a martyr. He will become shaheed. Hazrat Auf bin Malik, when he saw this dream, immediately the next day he came to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an is a great mu'abbir. Mu'abbir means those who give the right meaning of a dream. And this is sacred knowledge. This is known as ta'bir ru'ya, khab ki ta'bir, to give the right meaning. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq was one of those who, who had learned this knowledge of giving the dreams the right meaning. Uh, many of the scholars, alhamdulillah, have this knowledge. That is why the ulama have mentioned if you have seen a dream and if you feel that this dream has some meaning, don't go and relate it to anyone. Go and mention it to someone who is a scholar who knows about dreams and he will give you the right meaning. Uh, it is said about Nawab Siddiqan. Nawab Siddiqan. He was a Ahli Hadith but nevertheless a very powerful scholar. A man who has written many, many books of his time. A very pious man. Nawab Siddiqan. Ghali Nahit. was Ahli Hadith lekin he was not ghali, he did not have extreme views, he had respect for all. It is said that a man saw a dream that thousands of people have been gathered in this open area. As he walked further, he noticed that there were also companions in that gathering. Sahabai kiram ajma'een. He noticed that Khulafai Rashidin were also there and it was time for salah. It was time for salah. He even noticed that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was coming. 
And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood in the front saf. Stood in the front saf with the companions. And so this man, all of this is shown to him in a dream. And all of a sudden, Nawab Siddiq Khan comes in the front and he is in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now imagine it's very very confusing. You have Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the front of, and then you have Nawab Siddiq Khan that is in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But this is a dream. This is what he saw in the night. When he woke up in the morning, he went to a, a great sheikh whose name was Qazi Muhammad Ayyub. Again, he was a man who was given this knowledge of uh, giving the right meaning of a dream. So he related this dream to Qazi Muhammad Ayyub, that this is what I have seen and I am very much confused. Rasulullah was behind, everyone was behind, and Nawab Siddiq Khan was in front. What is the meaning of this dream? So Qadi Muhammad Ayyub said to him, Are you sure? 100% Sophie said, This is the dream that you have seen. And he said, Yes, definitely this is the dream that I have seen. Qadi Muhammad Ayyub said to him, Then I have to say something to you. If this is your dream, it seems that Nawab Siddiq Khan has passed away. Nawab Siddiq Khan has passed away. And he said, Just in a few hours, News came to Qazi Muhammad Ayyub and also that person that in the night Nawab Siddiq Khan passed away. In the night Nawab Siddiq Khan had passed away. Now subhanallah what accuracy huh? at the right time. It's not a fatwa that you're issuing. You're actually saying that someone has passed away. Someone has passed away. And we have to be very very careful. Oh, what happened once in Portugal, a man came to me and he said, Mali sahab, do you know Sheikh Ahmad Didat has passed away? And I said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. What a great scholar. Hamne to masjid mein Yasin Sharif ka khatam rakh liya. You get some people like that. And we made the khatam of Yasin Sharif. And then I said, let me verify this man, this narrator. He's a very weak link, you know. But then you think that how can someone give you this information that Shaykh Ahmad Didat has passed away? Allahu Akbar, and after investigating, MashaAllah, at that time Shaykh Ahmad Didat was Hayat. <laughs> and then I called him, I said, bye, what has happened? This is the news you give us, uh, making a, 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 an alive person dead, someone who is alive. Allah bless him with long life. He's passed away now, khair. Subhanallah. What a great man he was. Uh, he was interviewing, interviewing one of the American, well he was discussing about Islam mm-hmm. to these American soldiers. And these American soldiers said to him that Mr. Didat, um, do you agree to the fatwa of Salman Rushdie? Do you agree to the fatwa of Salman Rushdie where uh, this fatwa is given that he should be killed? Ayatullah Khomeini gave a fatwa that he should be killed. We won't go on to that subject. Mm-hmm. But very cleverly, Sheikh Ahmad Dida looked at the American soldiers. He says, well, this fatwa is given uh, by the scholars of your Bible. This fatwa is in your Bible. In your Bible. Yes, sir. It is not about Muslims issuing a fatwa. This fatwa is in the Bible. 
and he actually showed them where this fatwa is. That anyone who blasphemes should be executed, should be killed. So this is in the Bible, subhanAllah. And many things are there in your scriptures. Allahu Akbar. So nevertheless, this man came to Qazi Muhammad Ayyub and said to him, Can I ask you one question? How is it possible for you to know that Nawab Siddiq Khan passed away just by me relating to you the dream? And subhanAllah, Qazi Muhammad Ayyub said to him that remember when a Nabi is in a gathering and if it is time for Salah, no one can take the position of a Nabi. No one can stand in front of a Nabi. But the only possibility is that they can be a janaza in front of a Nabi. So when you told me that Muhammad Siddiq, Nawab Siddiq Khan is in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I gave the right meaning that this is Nawab Siddiq Khan who has passed away. Because it is not possible for anyone to stand in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allahu Akbar. Uh, this subject of dreams, Allahu Akbar, it is a complete new world, very, very different. We have to be very, very careful. Very famously known about Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alayhi, a man who was a great ashik of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who lived in Madinatul Munawwara. And he had performed his Farz Hajj, but he was yearning to perform a Nafal Hajj. But the only thing stopped him that he feared he might die in the city of Makkah or on his way to the city of Makkah. His wish was to die in the city of Madinatul Munawwara. So he did not go anywhere else, nowhere, out from Madinatul Munawwara. Alama have mentioned that once Imam Malik Rahmatullah saw a dream, in his dream Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sitting in front. And so he said to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, can you tell me my date of death. Can you tell me my date of death? Anyone here know the date of death? We know a date of birth. Nobody knows that. And you need a lot of courage to ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ke Rasul ko poocha ke ji mujhe maut kab aayegi? When will I die? Date of death. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looked at Imam Malik and did not respond to him verbally. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam lifted up his hands and showed him the five fingers, five auspicious fingers. Yeah. And showed Imam Malik the five fingers, this. Mm-hmm. This was it, end of the dream, when Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi woke up. He was scared. What does five mean, five fingers? Is it five weeks, five months, five years? Uh, five hours, five seconds, five minutes. It can be anything. Yeah, it can be anything. Yeah. Subhanallah. And he wanted to perform an Afal Hajj. Subhanallah, in his time, you had the great giant who had the knowledge of this subject, Imam Ibn Sirin, a great scholar. A man who was an expert on the subject of dreams. Famous books have been written like Ta'bir al-Ru'ya. And he has opened up the science of dreams. Uh, and this knowledge comes all the way from Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and also to the companions. Imam Ibn Sirin was a famous man. 
And so Imam Malik rahmatullah sent his khadim to go to uh, Ibn Sirin and to inquire of the meaning. What Imam Malik rahmatullah said to him, don't tell Ibn Sirin who saw this dream. So you go to him and say to him, I want the meaning, someone has seen this dream. Mm-hmm. So Imam Ibn Sirin was resting. This man came and said, Hazrat, I want to relate to you one dream. He said, go ahead. And as he started relating the dream, Imam Ibn Sirin rahmatullah alayhi stood up and said to him, tell me one thing, who has seen this dream? He said, Hazrat, I can't tell you. Allah. Imam Ibn Sirin said, well, let me tell you. No one in Madinatul Munawwara has got the capacity to see this dream. It can only be Imam Malik. Allah. <laughs> it can only be Imam Malik. Imam Malik was not an ordinary man, subhanAllah. One ummah. Uh, one section of the Ummah follows the fiqh of Imam Malik rahmatullah Ali. What a great scholar. You go to Saudi Arabia and people follow the fiqh of Imam Malik rahmatullah Ali, and you get the Hanabila who follow Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. And he was a Madani. This man said, I still can't tell you who saw the dream. He said, well if you can't tell me, I won't tell you the meaning. Until you go and take permission and tell me who it is. Yeah. So he went back and he said to Imam Malik that look, I have to tell him who saw the dream. Imam Malik said, if he's taken my name, then tell him. He went back and Imam Ibn Sirin said, I told you it was Imam Malik. Now let me tell you the meaning. Tell Imam Malik it is not five days, it is not five months, it is not five weeks. It is nothing of that. Subhanallah, these are the five verses of the Quran. These are the five verses of the Quran. Inna allaha indahu ilmu sa'ah. The knowledge of the day of Qiyamah is with Allah. وَيُنَزِّلُ الْغَيْسِ How much rain will fall. That is also in the knowledge of Allah. وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ And from the first day of conception, what is in the stomach of that lady? Uh, is it going to be a boy or a girl? From the first day, that knowledge is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ And what will a person do tomorrow? He has the intention that this is what I will do. But exactly what actions he will carry out, that is in the knowledge of Allah. وَمَا تَدْرِي بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ And where his death will come, that is also in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you ask me of where, uh, how long you have to live, that is only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I can't tell you when your death will come. I can't tell you when your death will come. Subhanallah, again, this is hujja on the Barelwis, uh, the so-called people who, uh, who, who claim to be Sunni. And they give so much authority, not just to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but even to pious people. And they say that this pious person knows everything, from A to Z, everything. Subhanallah. And I have seen it with my own eyes, not in England, somewhere else. We were in a gathering and this man came. We were invited. I did not know. And all of a sudden from nowhere this lady came. And she said, Hazrat, I want a boy. And this man put his hand there and he said, I've prayed and I've done dumb and there's a boy in your stomach now. <laughs> and this is the shirk. And this is how weak we are in our aqaid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our scholars. Here, although it is a dream, it's not kat'i. But nevertheless, someone like Imam Malik and Ibn Sirin and for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa to say 
that the knowledge of where death will come to you and when death will come to you, it is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now going back to the dream of Awf bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala an, it is the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. So Awf bin Malik came in the morning to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, and said to Abu Bakr Siddiq that this is what I have seen. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an said to Awf bin Malik, go and call Umar ibn al-Khattab and relate the dream in front of him. Do you understand what I'm saying my brothers? So he went to call Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and this is the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. He came back, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was with him and the dream was related that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was very very tall and he was holding the rope and Basharat was given that he will be the vice-gerent of Allah and also that he does not fear the blame of any blamer and that he will become a shaheed. So when he said this in front of Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar ibn al-Khattab, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an said to him, stop, 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 stop. This is just a dream. Hazrat Umar said to him, this is just a dream. This is nothing important. Everybody can dream. And anyone can have a dream. And he stopped him there immediately. Why? Who was in front? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. Awf bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala an just stopped. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an walked away from him. And he said, after many many years, after the demise of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, and also uh, towards the last days of the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an called Hazrat Awf bin Malik again to him and said to him, Awf, do you remember the dream that you had seen? So Awf bin Malik said, Amirul Mu'mineen, did you not tell me that this was just a dream and that anybody and everybody dreams? This dream is not important. So he said, Awf bin Malik, remember who was sitting in front of you at that time? The best man after Rasulullah was there. And the dream that you had seen, I did not want to take any credit because of the presence of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. He is the best man after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Although there is great meaning to this dream, but this is how humble Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was. In front of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, he said, he is number one. He is the best. He, is, he has the highest ranking from amongst the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So I felt disturbed when you were relating this dream in front of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. If you had mentioned it in a private meeting, it would have been a different case. So he said, tell me, Alhamdulillah, what you had seen, today Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me khilafat. I have an empire. That is accepted. And he said about Umar who, is, who does not fear the blame of any blamer, he said, that is also true. I fear none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said to Awf bin Malik, but how is it possible for Umar ibn al-Khattab to become shaheed? Why? Because I live in Madinatul Munawwara in the Arabian Peninsula. He said to Awf bin Malik, nevertheless, I am hopeful and I pray to Allah that your dream comes true and Umar ibn al-Khattab becomes shaheed in the path of Allah. Subhanallah al-Azim. Insha'Allah ta'ala, we will continue on this very important subject uh, in the few sessions to come. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب اليك نستغفرك ونتوب اليك وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى اله واصحابه وازواجه وذرياته واهل بيته اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين